Welcome to Women Weekend, a holistic guide to wellness and abundant self-love, where we navigate healing, relationships, building self-confidence and unconditional self-love and acceptance for an abundant life. I'm your host, Whitney Walker. I'm a licensed mental health therapist and specialize in substance abuse, eating disorders, addiction, trauma, and spirituality. However, what I've realized is that I am picking people, and I won't even say I. What is picking people is my trauma body, is the part of me that is sort of seeking out something that will resolve what I haven't been able to accept and heal and clear on my own. When trauma picks your partner, it's not going to be a soul-based connection. I'm here today with a solo episode to introduce an upcoming project I'm doing with two dear friends, Raven Scott, the creator of the fabulous podcast, Empath, and narcissist N. Jean Sullivan, the soulmate coach and author of the amazing book, Being the Soulmate You Want to Attract. The three of us have decided to team up together to hold a retreat around having healthy, love-filled soulmate relationships and how to get them and break free of the not-so-good, unhealthy stuff. So on this solo episode, I'm here to introduce what I will be focusing on for this retreat and in my work, which is how to identify when trauma is running the bus in terms of the partners that we pick and people we choose to date and get involved with. I break down what that means for our trauma to be picking and how we can begin to identify that and disconnect from these tendencies of being governed and driven by our trauma and move more towards our soul self, our divine self, our highest self coming from love when we choose to engage and get involved with others from a place of fullness and knowing our worth. So take a listen and enjoy. Hey everybody, Whitney here with a solo episode that I wanted to jump on with because I just wrapped up a call with a few dear friends of mine, Raven Scott and Jean Sullivan. Jean has been a guest on my show and I've been a guest on Raven's show. She'll soon be on my show as well. Raven Scott is the creator of the Empath and Narcissist podcast, which is fantastic. I definitely recommend it. Again, I was a guest. Um, it's actually going to be released later this month, the episode. And it's all about identifying and working through and getting out of and healing toxic narcissistic relationships. And then we have Jean Sullivan, who is the soulmate coach and the author of the fantastic book that I have by my bedside right now. I've let, read it like five times, highly recommend it, called Being the Soulmate That You Want to Attract, which is a beautiful way to really tap into a sense of abundance and sufficiency, rather a lack mindset when it comes to wanting to call in and find our life partner, our soulmate. Rather than thinking, where are they? When are they going to find me? How am I going to meet them? And just start thinking about how can I be 
my at my highest self, my highest energy, so that I'm going to be attracting that person. So both are fabulous women doing amazing work. I admire them both so much. And we decided to collaborate and hold a retreat later this year around having healthy relationships. More specifically, it's going to be something around like moving from situationships to soulmate relationships. And just the idea of for those of us out there who keep jumping from one unfulfilling, unsuccessful, unhealthy relationship to the next, we are the common denominator, sad to say, but true. So then how do we change our inner workings so that we are more of a clear channel of who we truly are so that we're more attracting the vibration that we want by being the vibration that we want to attract? And we can't get there when we're coming from a place of fear and scarcity and maybe a bruised or wounded ego from childhood trauma, early life trauma, previous relationship trauma. So that's what I wanted to touch on in this episode. Just a little takeaway. I wanted to introduce that collaboration that's coming up that I'm really excited about. Jean and Raven and I are going to team up a lot in the next few months doing Instagram lives and YouTube lives to talk about this retreat we're going to have. It's going to start as a webinar probably in August where we will just gather a bunch of people together for a free group. And we're going to share each of us what we're bringing to the table for this retreat, what we're going to focus on, offer some little takeaways, some little free gifts, and then give you more information about how to sign up for the retreat that will happen probably sometime in the fall. Like a half-day retreat just to really like a, a big old immersion into how can we get set in a direction to find the relationship we really want and let go of the things that are keeping us from that and embrace more of what will get us there. Which brings me to today's topic I want to touch on, which will be my focus as a part of this retreat, is to speak of how do we know when trauma is driving the bus, if you will, when it comes to the people that we pick and the people that we date and the people we find ourselves meeting and coming in contact with. I offer this because I've noticed this in myself. I see it as a pattern. And I had sort of a light bulb moment at one point where I thought, I realized I am not being drawn towards people. I am not sort of making an effort with people, finding people that I want to date or get with based on my higher loving divine self, right? I'm not in my divine feminine when I'm making an effort to connect with somebody. Like for example, if I'm out at an event and I see somebody that seems interesting, that seems attractive, that seems alluring, I might be drawn to go and try to strike up a conversation and see if they show interest. Nothing wrong with that, right? That's how people meet. We're like, hmm, that person seems interesting. However, what I've realized is that I am picking people. And I won't even say I. What is picking people is my trauma body, is the part of me that is sort of seeking out something that will resolve what I haven't been able to accept and heal and clear on my own. So I'm seeking out people where I think, oh, my subconsciously, I think, oh, if this person will want to take me out, show interest in me, 
approve of me, pick me, accept me, all those things, then maybe I'll finally be able to accept myself and feel like I'm enough. Which is a frustrating thing to realize at the age of 37. You know, we'd all hope that by the time we're grownups, that we have this life that we dreamed of when we were little kids, that we'd be beautiful and happy and have a family and a successful relationship or marriage. And while I've never really cared too much about having a family early, that's not something that I I personally feel any sort of way about. I'm actually more comfortable not being in a family yet. That's just me. I'm kind of a late bloomer like that. I think that one day I'll probably want to settle down and be married and possibly have kids. Right now I'm really enjoying the sort of gypsy vagabond life and being a business owner and developer and entrepreneur and working on that and meeting amazing people and focusing on how to bring my gifts to the world that desperately needs some more love and focus on love. Side note. Anyways, back to the point that when you're 37 and you realize that you're still this little 15-year-old girl at heart who just wants to be chosen and wants to be good enough, right? For me, that was my story. When I was in high school, I was the undateable girl. I was the ugly girl. And I don't like to use that word because I don't like to talk poorly of my past self. And it still is a difficult concept. It's gotten a lot better. And I don't identify with that as much. But for a long, long, long time, I have. I've always felt unattractive because I was like deemed the ugly girl when I was younger. And it's such a painful thing, not just because people get so much attention when they're pretty. So you almost feel like you're better and you're more worthy and people like you more when you're pretty, but also just because it feels really painful to be rejected and to be ridiculed by your peers, especially at a young age. And that's a big part of my work. When I work with teens and kids, to be rejected by peers when you're young is fundamental to your belief about yourself. It's detrimental to how you feel about yourself to be rejected. So bullying is so underestimated in terms of how it can impact people. And I offer that because adults need to know that if they feel this deep insecurity or if they have this fixation or an addiction they can't understand, it can a lot of the t- a lot of times be traced back to what happened to you when you were in middle school, high school, if you were rejected, if you weren't the cool person, if you were the ugly kid, whatever it was, the weird person, and then you're constantly trying to earn this other title, sometimes it has to do with that. You know, it starts there and it doesn't go anywhere, right? If you like develop that concept of yourself, it sticks with you. So having trauma pick your partner. When trauma picks your partner, it's not going to be a soul-based connection. It's just not. It's coming from your wounding. And most often when you do that, you're going to pick others whose wounds match yours. It tends to kind of happen that way where you're both using each other. I did a Akashic Records reading recently and the woman told me, I told her about my struggles with relationships and finding a partner. And she said, every person you've been with so far in your life was using you. And I said, yeah, that sounds about right. But the thing is, I was using them too, because I was trying to, again, get from them what I felt I needed to feel better and secure about myself. So I'm currently taking a break from dating now that I've had this sort of light bulb moment where 
I'm going out and be more mindful. I'm still meeting, you know, I'll meet people for different reasons and different occasions, different places, but I'm watching. I'm watching myself and keeping myself back from doing what my instinct tells me to do, which is, oh, I wonder if he would want to go out with me. I wonder what he thinks about me. I wonder if he would choose me. Because I, I realize that's my trauma talking. That's the unresolved trauma that's wanting to be resolved. It often kind of sounds like that devil on your shoulder, right? Where you're like, Ooh, I wonder where this could go. I wonder what this could be. That's more of like the, you think of the devil as very seductive, right? Love is very different. Love takes time because you're not impressed. You're not like literally you're not impressed. You don't have an impression of somebody just by seeing them. When you come from love, you take it slow. You treat everybody with respect, but you don't let anybody in unless you recognize, oh, there's a connection here. There's an emotional soul connection. There's a reason for us to be together. When we're also another thing about when we're choosing people based on trauma, that typically is what's called a karmic connection, which trauma, karma, it's you're trying to work through something. When you meet on a loving level, it's not about working through anything at that at the inception moment, right? When two soulmates meet, they will absolutely be working through things, but it's usually more about growth rather than necessary resolve. Not 100% true, but I think there's something to that, that you meet your soulmate because you're like, let's level up together. We've both gone through the shit together, or we've both gone through the shit separately. We've gone through our karmics. We've met with people who are, have similar woundings, and we go around these circles, and it's intense, and it's passionate, it's crazy, but it leaves you feeling empty and void because you realize you did all this just to try and finally be able to get over that pain you have, that wound you have, that trauma, that belief that you're not enough, that you're not lovable, that you're not worthy. So this is going to be my focus at this event. I'm going to be talking about how we can identify when it's trauma or our higher soul self picking a partner. Because then we have Raven, who's going to help people who are in or have been in those karmic cycles, those trauma bonds, those relationships based on people kind of using each other, feeding off each other, finding themselves in these dramatic, tumultuous relationships. And then Jean is there to say, once you've kind of gotten out of that, identified what's going on, then you can move into the energy of finding your soulmate. So that's pretty much what it is. So I'd like to leave you, if you are interested in this, if you are in any way near sort of my situation where you're kind of looking back at your dating history and you're like, okay, I see the pattern, right? Some relationships have been two months. Some have been a year. Some have been six months, whatever it is, but they all kind of play out the same way. It seems exciting at first. It seems like you kind of won something. Like when you meet somebody and they ask you out or they, you know, when they text you, you feel like, you know, you get that rush of dopamine. And not to say you don't get that when it's in a love relationship, but you know what I'm talking about. There's a difference. There's a difference when you feel that warmth in your heart and when you feel that rush in your body. Those are two different things. One's in your emotional body, one's in your physical, you know? And that dopamine rush is more from your trauma, right? Because if you think about it, why do people often use drugs, drink, I'll speak for myself, right? I recognize I got sober eight years ago because I recognized that I was using and drinking to numb out the pain I felt from my trauma and to feel good because I couldn't, I didn't feel good about myself when there's so many things I didn't like. So it was all about treating my trauma, 
through drugs and alcohol. I would get that rush. I would feel good for a while. I've done the same thing with sex, with love, with food, you name it, (laughs) all of it. And now that's what I'm kind of seeing is I do that with dating, which is akin with love and sex, right? They kind of form the trifecta, dating, love, sex. And I realized that I allow myself to compromise my worth, that I've consistently picked people who don't appreciate me for who I am, that aren't willing to be considerate, make a strong effort for me, show interest, be curious about me. None of them really showed any of that. Not all. Obviously, they're all a little bit different, different flavors, same popsicle, whatever you want to call it. And I just feel done with that. I feel done with allowing myself to say, well, yeah, but he texted. So like, let's just give it another try. And well, he wants to hang out next week. So like, even though he's like never really asked anything about me and like hasn't actually offered to like do something nice for me, I'm just going to see how it goes. I just feel done. I feel done. I feel ready for somebody who is really interested in me. And I think everybody deserves that. And I hope that many of you don't know what I'm talking about and that you do value yourself enough to, and that your energy is high enough so that you are attracting people who are genuinely interested in you. But for those who like me are sort of stuck in this trauma energy and karmics and are ready to break out, I hope this is helpful. And I hope you will take time to practice that, to notice, you know, is there, am I, do I feel like I'm being used? Am Am I using other people when I connect with them? What's my first thought when I meet somebody? If I'm in a, you know, coffee shop and this guy comes up and he chats me up and then asks for my number, what am I feeling? You know, am I just excited that someone's interested and I want to give him my number just to see what happens and to see if he'll, you know, call and if I'll be someone that he wants to date? Or do I feel like I don't really know this person, so I don't think I'm going to give them my number, but maybe I would offer to meet again another time or, you know what I mean? Like just, just see, just see how you feel. What's going on? Here's another thing to check in on. Do you feel like a different part of your inner child? Because again, as I was saying, I kind of become my 15 year old self when men show attention to me. I'm like, oh my gosh, do they want to go out with me? Are they going to ask me to be their girlfriends? (laughs) Cause that's what I didn't get. I was the girl that nobody wanted to date. And so I, I have this like immature mentality when it comes to love and dating. So I'm realizing I have to love myself first. We all know that it's very cliche, but I'm realizing like it's go, it's like boot camp time for that for me. I'm in the time of my life where it's like, it's time to really get in there and really put yourself first so that you don't tolerate anything less than what you absolutely deserve and how you treat yourself, which ideally is with complete love and acceptance and respect and regard consideration. That's how we deserve to treat ourselves. And you might notice if you look back at your dating history that there have been times where you totally compromised yourself just to try and get some attention or affection or approval of others. It's happened a lot for me throughout my life. So that's why I'm offering this is just sort of, you know, bringing some awareness to where are you in your dating cycle and your dating life? You know, if And maybe some of you are married and happily in a relationship, so this might not apply to you as much. But if you are in this cycle of dating and having unfulfilling relationships, then maybe that might be something helpful to start being aware 
of how do I show up and what's running the show? Who's picking my potential suitors? Is it my trauma or is it a place of worthiness, of fulfillment, of full acceptance of myself and only looking for somebody based on whether they are kind, considerate, respectful, and interested in me? I swear I pick most people who seem the least interested in me because then I'm like, I want to win. I'm a big, I'm a very competitive person too. It's my trauma, but my trauma makes me competitive to be like, I can do this. I can get this person to want me. But I realize where it's gotten me alone and still struggling to have healthy relationships with people who see me for me because I'm not seeing me for me. And we got to do that first. See yourself for who you are. Recognize the glory, amazement, divinity of your full divine self. The amazing things that are you, your personality, your attributes, what you've been through in your life, what you've created, what you've overcome, what you what is important to you. You're an amazing person. You're an amazing woman, being, human, soul. You deserve nothing but something that sees that and will embrace that and gently and considerately connect with that. When we allow someone to connect with us who isn't willing to see us as a soul and will just want to use us or take us for material, superficial reasons, it always is going to leave us feeling depleted and down because our little soul, our little inner child recognizes that that person didn't love me. And I've realized, I know, you know, it's everyone's own preference how they can do casual dating or sex. But I've realized at this point that anytime I'm forming a connection with someone, I am always, always wanting to be moving towards love. I've thought at times that I could just have fun with somebody, you know, and just let it be like a fun fling and just more friends with benefits type thing. But I just realized now that I'm, I'm always going to be looking for a love connection and hoping that we're moving towards that and looking for those moments that feel more sentimental and emotional. And so I don't want to subject myself to anything less. I hope this was a little bit helpful. And I hope that you'll stay attuned to my Instagram, which is at Women Waken, and my YouTube channel at Women Waken, because I'll be talking more about this event that's going to be coming up uh, in August will be the webinar. And then later in October, November or December will be the retreat for like this full immersive experience of identifying where you are in your dating relationship life and where you want to get to. I hope you have a beautiful day. Thanks so much for listening. Take care. That wraps up. Thank you so much for listening to the Women Waken podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please do share it with others and come back for more. If anything you heard resonates, leave a review or send me an email at Whitney at womenwaken.com and check out the website, womenwaken.com. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Don't forget to let your light shine and to keep an eye out for your special gifts and magic.